welcome to The Midnight Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ethan Bennett, alongside my fellow co-host, Tyler Sinnott. We are both entrepreneurs who are learning, growing, and building our businesses, and our goal is to share our experiences and knowledge to help you grow and become a successful entrepreneur. Strap in. Tyler, that was definitely the first intro we did of the show. We didn't do one before that at all. Never. How are things going? Yeah, that was definitely never our second time that we've actually, I don't think that we've ever actually redone an intro or anything like that. I think it's always been raw, but yeah, things are going good. What's going on with you? Not a whole lot. Been busy. Uh, a lot of shoots last week. I think the only time we had to redo something was one of the outros. It's because uh, I was yeah, fumbling yeah. with my words all over the yeah. place. But now when I, when I screw up an intro or an outro like that, when I screw up an outro, I just leave it in and yeah. we just rock and roll with it. But exactly. yeah, a lot of shoots last week. Uh, last week, I think we talked about me not scheduling too many shoots in one week. I've failed to implement that as people have just wanted to schedule a bunch of shoots and uh, just have to get them in there. So Tough to say no. Yeah, tough to say no, especially when they want things done. It seems like May and June are pretty much full already, which is good. But, uh, you know, sometimes you want some alone time. Are they typically busy, busy months? Is your Would you say your business is fairly seasonal? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's too seasonal. It tends to slow down more around November, December time, Christmas. more when it's around holidays. holidays. Uh, if I was working with a lot of product brands, it, that might be a time that it picks up, but I feel like that time it kind of slows down. People are kind of just taking it easy, coasting into the end of the year. Uh, but yeah, generally this time is pretty, um, pretty busy the beginning of the year. So like January till the beginning of summer and then summer people are going to the lake. So it slows down a little bit more, but yeah, it's not bad. Gotcha. I, I just realized that we're missing my decoration back in my corner, but Oh, we're not going to have tree. to redo this, so uh, we're just going to have to shoot it without without the tree, without the light. We're just going to go. You guys are going treeless. I don't <laughs> think we had the light in here before, but the tree for we sure. We had the tree last week. Okay. And then you were well, like, do 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 you want to keep it or do you want to be consistent and keep the tree? And I was just like, whatever you think. Hey, consistency's never been our uh, MO, you <laughs> yeah. could say. Uh, so we're just going to switch up this You know what is consistent, week? though? Every single Monday. For, we haven't missed a week. Oh, for posting. Yeah. Yeah. This is that's uh, episode 36. We've gotten close a couple times. Yeah, um, it's been close calls, but sometimes the episodes come a little later on Monday. I think a couple weeks ago, it took forever to process, like yeah. 12 hours or something crazy. It wasn't, I don't know if we're talking about the same one, but it was weird because Apple posted it on time and then Spotify was just delayed a little bit, which is interesting because the platform that we post through is owned by Spotify. Yeah. So it was just interesting that it went to Apple and not to Spotify. Which is weird because I was having issues. The other podcast I do... I posted it last night and then when I hit process, I woke up this morning and it didn't process till like 10 or 11 o'clock this morning. So I don't know what's up with Anchor, if it's having some issues, uh, not sponsored by Anchor, but Anchor, if you want to sponsor us, we'll start saying good things about you. <laughs> um, but for the most part, it, it treats us pretty well. Tyler, what's uh, what's going on with you? What's new since the last week we spoke? We finally got our taxes done. And Isn't it past tax uh, time? So... Right now, I, right now in Canada, so it was uh, May 1st, I think, is the time that you actually have to have everything sent in or like the date that you mail it in it has to be May 1st. But I think they're currently on strike. So, I mean, they, they don't they? Just accountants? government or whatever. <laughs> no, 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 government or whatever. Uh, CRA, they're on strike doing doing whatever. They're not getting paid What's enough. What's CRA stand for? Canadian. Canada Revenue Agency. Uh. So pretty much like the IRA, but for Canada. IRS, yeah. IRS, whatever. And then, yeah, that's finally done. There, I don't know what it is, but I was just, I just kind of do what, I, what I'm told, send it to my accountant. Yep. And Riley, said, Riley and my accountant both said that there's like some issue that, and we just have to mail it in. We're not really sure why it's popping up, but 
it's done. <laughs> it took us a few weeks, but you know, finally got through it. You know what saying we should implement into our taxes? Done is better than perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, taxes might not be right, but it's done. <laughs> so let's just uh, let's just send it in. Yeah, pretty much. So that's that's one thing that we got done. And now that we're able to be done with tax season and not focusing on that, I'm like, let's start pushing because that that's our main goal right now is getting shit done. Getting all of our products out there, getting it sold. We we do have our ads up and running, but it's just one right now, and it's just a website traffic con- or campaign. Okay. So it's not going to be generating many leads. We were hoping, like, maybe if we spend a we I don't we what we platform probably, is it on Facebook? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because TikTok's like way too expensive. If we want to run on there, it's twenty dollars a day. Ooh. So we would base depending on which product we sold. We would basically need to sell like one product per four days, I think, to break even. So it's a little, little bit, bit, bit of a risk to do that, do it on there. But we just have that running right now. So we, we do want to set up more of a lead gen or lead conversion campaigns, just so we're not just generating traffic, so we can hopefully get sales and then break even with this. Because currently we're not breaking even, so. That's one thing that we're doing is running with those ads and it's like, let's try and do organic social and try and push it as much as possible to get all of our stuff, stuff out there, stuff sold and also work on our future plans as well. Okay. So are you guys, do you have like a target that you're trying to hit by when you want these all sold out or just whenever you can? When we had the call, we're like, let's do it by the end of the year. And like I said, the other time it was like, that would be two products per day. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's been quite a few weeks and we're still, yeah, we haven't sold any. Yeah. So we're struggling a little bit and trying to figure out what we can do, how we can do it. And I think it's just going to be consistency and posting out there. And that's one thing that we've been lacking is not posting. So we might just end up getting to the point where we get everything and our future plans done and live. And then that's just going to kind of be on the back burner. And then hopefully if we're able to generate traffic through that side, it'll hopefully sell some stuff there. But Hey, hopefully it's not a plan. You have to have a solid plan. That's what one thing I heard from uh, Nick from the VBA. He said, don't bet on hopefully. Well, fuck. I <laughs> Start implementing. You have Buy- a- well, it's not that it's, it's how are we going to get sales? So, I don't know. Got to do something different. Start that's cranking what I'm out content. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're trying to do. So that's why I'm saying hopefully yeah. that works and hopefully we're able to get sales from it. Hey, hoping's not a strategy. I'll I mean, live, it I'll, is for us. I'll it's not working. It. So maybe uh, it isn't a strategy. Yeah. Well, hopefully by the end of the year. Stop see. saying hopefully. <laughs> hopefully by the end of the year, uh, we can update and all the products are gone. You guys are on to the next <laughs> venture. Um, other hopefully. than that, hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just kind of hoping a prayer. Yeah. Uh, they're gone. Yeah. Um, other than that, discipline for you. You're still cranking the day one videos. Hell yeah. Yeah. Every single day. And that's also keeping me consistent with everything else in my life. It's I've been doing cardio every day. I've been working out every day. I've been strict diet every day. It's not really a keto diet, but it's like a carb restricted diet. I, I do enjoy it. It's a the, caveman diet. I call <laughs> it. It's pretty similar. And I was thinking about it the other day because when I was benching, it was like, I'm not able to get a lot of reps and it's not even very heavy. I'm like, maybe that's why I'm not able to, because I don't have a lot of carbs in me. And people say carbs, energy, and that gives you energy to be able to, but at the same time, like I'm able to run and for a decent amount of distance this weekend, I went for, I think it was around just over seven miles 
and I was able to stay for a pretty consistent pace. So I don't know if it's the carbs or what it is, or I'm just weak as fuck, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a, at my peak anymore. That's hey, for sure. You got to get that. I, I have heard that carbs directly translate. I'm not a health guy like you, but carbs I heard is like strictly what your energy goes to. So maybe yeah. mix in a piece of bread here and there. Fuck no. Carbs are shit. Um, why don't you do, so you're doing the day one videos with Tyler Sin and personal brand, which to lead into the episode, guys, is what we're yeah. going to be talking about today, personal yeah. brand, but we should do some sort of Nuevo daily something. What would that be? What would that look like? Do you have any ideas, any thoughts, any hopes, any prayers? <laughs> <laughs> Not at the moment. You kind of put me on the spot. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> tough because especially for me right now, it's... I have a couple products right now, but like, what am I going to do with those? Like, I'm not the one packaging and I'm not the one shipping. We aren't getting very many orders to be able to do that every single day. So maybe in the future that we could be able to do it with like our plan for the daily challenge that we do want to release. Maybe we could just start doing that. But for now, I'm, I'm just not really sure what it would be with our specific products, how we would do like a day thing. But going I off that, oh, sorry, go. I don't know if it has to be like a daily thing, like you're doing personal brand wise, where it's like you're like a mini vlog almost, but mm -hmm. some sort of something. I feel like we've talked about some ideas during our masterminds, no? Yeah, so, some similar stuff. We branched off different ideas that we could be doing, say different types of posts. And we did start doing that. We did The one was a quote. Uh, we started doing that. It's my week went on because of my stupid fucking Florida video and travel watch case. That 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 one went on for like two months. So it was basically my week for like two months yeah. because I didn't get it done. And then I got it done. And now it's on Riley's week and it's been Riley's week for two weeks. So I texted him today. I'm like, let's get shit done and let's start doing stuff. So Hopefully we can get back on track. The I was doing weeks out to three yeah. month week. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's that's been a long week. Yeah, yeah. it's been a year. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't recommend. Worked four hundred eighty hours this week. Yeah, I think one thing on the discipline is you did tell me to start posting shorts as well, and I started doing that. And I'm a couple of days behind on there because I did start on TikTok and Instagram first, but I'm a couple of days behind on YouTube Shorts. But it's actually been working out pretty good for me, and I've gained a few subs through there. So YouTube Shorts, Chico, yeah, yeah Chico. good idea there. So anything going on with you? Uh, not really. Uh, besides, I was gonna say finally finished taxes, but that's your note. Uh, I did finish <laughs> my taxes. It was a little bit before Tyler did. Um, oil field job. I think I was telling you today. I think they're signed off on six shoots which is a pretty big one, uh, over $20,000. So that's exciting. Um, so I have to do that. Year or that's how? it's for six shoots. So it's for about the next oh. six weeks. Okay. Um, Sweet. so that's, that's exciting as far as that goes. Get yourself an editor. Yeah. And that's actually something that we have lined up. I have a guy that actually used to work in the industry and he's now a video editor and he had a video production company, but he's now pivoting more into just the editing side. So it's perfect mix. He knows exactly what's going on. I was trying I had to edit the first one is just a rough cut to see how they, uh, turn out and then he knows more of the lingo and the terminology that's going on so that'll be super easy uh, so I talked to him today we got to get that figured out moving forward on how to edit those projects and kind of just the workflow because I've never had to outsource a remote editor before and then other than that I mentioned from the top uh, planning these shoots more than I think I said two a week three max I don't know what you said you just There's said somewhere, not, not to do a lot in one week. It was something like that. But I think next week, uh, two shoots on Monday, one on Tuesday, one Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So every single day. 
But how do you, I don't know. It's just like, how do you say no? Especially when there are jobs where they sign the contract. But you can't just like, say we're booked this week. Can you, that's something that's in Alex Ramosi's book where you talk about where there's limited vacancy. So we only have one more spot available to do for videos. Get it in now while, while the supplies yeah. last. <laughs> you wouldn't really say supplies last. Yeah. That kind of While my hours are out. Yeah. Um, no, it is that way. But a lot of them, when we sign the contract, I tacked on the expedited fee. Um, and now so it's did just, you start doing that? Yeah. So I started doing that. And, <laughs> Everyone uh, just starts choosing to get it expedited. Pretty much. Everyone's like, hey, here's I the want deadline. it today. <laughs> yeah. Shit, that was the seventh one that said it. Well, they're like, here's the deadline. And I'm like, that's technically for me expedited because that's within, you know, a few weeks. Um, so, yeah, it's been a little bit of a headache. But I think <laughs> once is- we get to and even like now out, like uh, scheduling out further than a couple weeks, I had a meeting on Wednesday where they said, hey, we want to shoot at the end of May. And now I'm looking at the end of May and I'm like, God, there's not many days at the end of May. And they're like, and we need to shoot in the middle of June. I'm like, they're just like 10 shoots in June already. So, I mean, it's a good problem to have. I'm not complaining about it, but it it is a little bit stressful. Yeah. It's funny that you're saying this, though, because last week I remember you talking about setting deadlines and setting realistic deadlines. And I was like, fuck that. Fuck healthy. And then (laughs) now you're out here doing this and it seems like you're going against your own own saying so yeah happy for you yeah it's uh (laughs) you know do what i say not as i do exactly um yeah and it's it's a good time but um yeah you just gotta stack that bread that's what i say there you go there you go anything else uh i don't think so no Uh, i think i told everyone i fell on my ass last week so we got that covered uh talk about this week's news story so biden mortgage redistribution plan tyler you know a little bit more about it than i so explain in layman's terms to the people Man, <laughs> repeat 2008. That's pretty much what it seems like. I briefly read a couple articles and it just seems like they're punishing the people with better credit scores where their interest rates are going to increase. Their down payments, I believe, are going to increase. And then basically anyone with lower credit score, their interest rates lower and their down payments lower as well. So the people that are better with money, I guess you could say, get penalized for being better to help make up the people that are worse with money. And it just does not seem like a good winning formula. No. In 2008, if that's not something we really want to repeat, um, if you guys aren't familiar, you should look it up. Actually, watch the movie. What's the movie? The Big Short. Big Short. I love that movie. Great movie. Michael Burry or Marco Berry or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I had a meeting yesterday with uh, one of my real estate clients and we were actually talking about this exact thing, the whole housing market, not this exact thing, but just in general, the housing market. And I said, because they, you know, it's not selling a ton of house right now. There's not a people, ton of people selling. And they basically said that people are prisoners of their own interest rate. So the interest rates, you know, a couple of years back were at historic lows in this area. I don't know about nationwide, but now the interest rates are so high that people can't sell. It costs them too much money to even sell mm-hmm. their property because they can't sell it to catch up with the interest rate. So people are just prisoners of their own interest rate and they can't refinance because the percentages are the same right now. So I pretty much asked him, what, you know, what, what's the solution? Do you have to wait for the rates to go down? And he's like, well, they're not going to go down because they're at historic lows. They're probably just going to stay here. So interesting to see where it goes. But I'm glad I bought my house when it was, uh, I think I got 2.75%. So. When was the historic lows? Was that before or right now? A couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. then it was at historic lows and then it skyrocketed whatever it is now, 6, 7, yeah. 8% yeah. Uh, for a house, which 
I'm at 2.75%. Um, so yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. There's it, not many houses on the market. It kind of sucks that you're, it, it doesn't make sense that you're, I just realized we have the same shirt on different colors. Oh yeah. Nice. Lulu baby. There we go. Lulu lemon. But it doesn't make sense that you're punishing the people that are good and then they have to carry the other people that aren't good because it doesn't really teach the people at the same time. It doesn't teach the people that aren't as good with money to be better with money because then it's like, it just seems like it's more of a socialism kind of tactic where it's like here, you can get a benefit if you're not as good with it. And then yeah. they never really learn from their mistakes or anything that happened to them in the past. And they just like, they always think that there's going to be, they're going to be like sweet. And then yeah. subprime mortgage swaps yeah. default. And, boom. Dead. Mm-hmm. Well, not dead, but their mortgage <laughs> would be dead. Yeah. So it just seems like all these houses, like it's, it, their plan is that it's going to free up a lot of houses. A lot more people are going to be in the market, but then it's not really going to be feasible for everyone. Yeah. It's interesting to see because if they're allowing more people to buy houses, like the people with lower credit scores, lower down payment, I'd like to see the seller side. If people can get out of these crazy mortgages that they have, you know, mm-hmm. if they're buying a $300,000 house, it might cost them 600,000 over the course of their loan, which is just you know, absurd. If you're paying double what the price actually is. I don't know if that's actually true, but I think it's semi-accurate in there. It's about double. Oh, really? Yeah. So might might even be more. Might be less. I don't know. Do your own research. Uh, let's <laughs> go into this week's topic. Uh, personal branding. Tell you got anything else actually on the mortgage thing? I don't know. I just, do you, do you want to tie this into like business? Because I just feel like this kind of mentality or tactic just doesn't seem right in the terms of business because it's like, if it would be like a failing business and then you basically give them money so they're able to be a successful business. I don't, I don't know because then it doesn't really teach them any lessons. I yeah. I almost feel like the lesson being taught is that if you do go through this and you don't know what you're doing, you're, there's obviously going to be a consequence on the other end. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to lose your house. Now you're going to be in debt, but that's a hard lesson to learn. Whereas you'd probably rather learn it on a smaller scale than, okay, well now you're $500,000 in debt. Yeah. So I don't know. My recommendation for the people listening would be to be good with your money. <laughs> it's uh, especially in times like this, a quote unquote recession, if you want to call it, is that's the time when you want to hang on to your money a little bit more. At least know where your money's going instead of just spending on frivolous things, taking out a bunch of loans, buying things you can't afford. Uh, it's always good to have cash in the bank. Yeah. I feel like now is a good time to make sure that you are saving up some money, making sure that you you do have some good cash on hand just in case that rainy day does come up because it might just come up sooner than you might think. And a lot of, a lot of people have been talking. About, it's funny. What, what's the saying? It's like economists have predicted like, what is it? Like 73 of the last three recessions. I don't know because they're just constantly saying oh, yeah. it's going to be a recession. <laughs> it's like, there's a recession. There's going to be a recession. Yeah. And then eventually you're going to hit when you keep, when you keep saying that. It's like a weatherman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you got no, if you're <laughs> wrong, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't eventually matter. you'll be right. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, be tight with your money. That should be in any market though. I think, I think you should know where your money's going at mm-hmm. uh, no matter what, even if you it. are, you come up, you get a raise, your business starts making a lot of money, at least start to allocate that's one thing I've started to do more is more spreadsheets on what things cost, budgets, uh, how much money is going to be coming in. You can start to allocate that a little bit more rather than just looking at what's in your bank account and being like, sweet, let's do something with it. So uh, more planning. That'd be another suggestion piece of mine. Tyler, personal branding this week. 
Uh, we are going to be talking about how to build our personal brands, uh, where to build them. We each have a little bit of experience. You've had maybe a little bit more experience in TikTok because you at one point <laughs> had what fifteen. I mean, you still do, but you had a you had a pretty big audience there. I think I was close to thirty thousand. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. And then now I'm dropping quite a bit whenever I do post, and now my videos don't really get anything because I'm not posting that niche anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I did get up there. So, what are your thoughts on? I mean, it's one very impressive. Hopefully, you can just switch it around with a different audience. But what are your thoughts on? A personal brand. I have this conversation a lot with clients where I think everyone should have their own personal brand, start posting and building that up. And majority of them tell me, no, I do have a couple clients that are like, yeah, let's do it. Why do they, what's their objections? They just don't want to be out there. They'd rather promote their business. They don't want their own personal brand and have people look, I don't know. It's, it's all stupid, yes. right? Which I get, Seems you know, like you got a family and kids, but still nothing bad part. comes out of a personal brand. I'm uh, <laughs> depending on what it is. Jake I, I, Paul. I wouldn't say that. I yeah. wouldn't say that. But like if you're doing it right, it can't hurt you having a personal brand. So one thing, this is this is something that's going to be on my business idea. But when you don't have, when you're kind of floating right through the middle and you don't have a specific viewpoint, you don't really get any followers. You don't get any raving fans. So that's one thing that I actually didn't put in the notes. You have to have a viewpoint. You have to have something that you actually believe in and that you follow and that you preach. Because if you don't have that, you're not going to have those people that actually believe that same thing. Whereas if you just walk around on a tightrope and you don't actually speak out Living on certain things, area. yeah, you don't speak out on certain things, you're not going to have those people that follow you because they're like, I don't know what this guy talks about. I don't know what this guy believes in. So if you actually talk about that specific thing that you believe in, what this ends up leading to, you'll have a lot of raving fans, but at the same time, you're going to get haters. And that's part yeah. of the process. If you, you need both. Exactly. If you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. I agree. And I'm looking out there. Like to even look this. at Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast gives money, literally gives money away. Here's yeah. a car. Here's a hundred thousand. Here's $10,000. People hate him. Like, Which I <laughs> exactly. You're going to have haters. If you don't have haters, that means you're not doing something. You don't have a viewpoint and you don't have a purpose. So you got to make sure that you actually articulate that. It's hard to hate on someone that's just floating in the middle. Exactly. Picking a side because exactly. everyone, I always say everyone hates one of my friends, one of my closest friends. He's always a middleman. Yeah. If there's two, if there's a friend group argument and two sides are going at it, he'll always stay in the middle. He'll never pick a side. I'm like, pick a goddamn side. <laughs> Don't just sit in the middle and mediate. Yeah. Uh, pick a side. And honestly, it goes the same for personal brands. You want to really, like you said, articulate your niche yeah. and what you want to talk about and then run with it because it's easier to latch on and be a fan of that person if you know exactly what they are Listen. posting and what they believe in. And that's something that I had to learn is to niche down. And I always hated that term. But niching down, you know, I think it's super important. What do you think about niching down? Oh, 100%, especially starting out. And that's exactly how I was able to grow on TikTok is because I had that niche. I had that specific niche and I was I was fairly decent at it. And what it, what it was, was video mark or not video marketing, video editing. Mm -hmm. And I watched a lot of Zach King videos and I always thought that stuff was so cool. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, you know what? I got a camera. I got uh, Adobe. I'm going to start using it. And yeah. I started doing it. And the hardest part was actually starting. And then once I, the very first video, first couple videos weren't actually in the video editing niche, but that started me on that journey to start posting. And so it was, it was starting, starting was the hardest part, but you do have to niche down because that's how I was able to, 
amassed approximately 30,000 followers. I feel like you get into a flow state and maybe that's an episode we can do down the road is getting into that flow state. Cause once you, and I'm sure you've seen this with the reels and TikToks you've been posting recently, but once you kind of start to get on a roll, it's much easier to keep that momentum going. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> at the same time, when, in, when that happened is it freed up so much of my time because I didn't actually have a job at the time I was in college. So when I, when that happened, I was just a student at the time I did work at the, wellness center on campus, but that got shut down because all everything, everything got shut down. Yeah. So basically I went from, I don't know, maybe eight ish hours a day to basically back in my hands. So I was like, yeah. I got a lot of time and a lot of the videos that I did make took quite a bit of time. Like I remember one video filming, editing and all that shit. I think it took me close to 10 hours. It was, I, I didn't realize it at the time I've made other ones similar to it. But the one that I made, I went frame by frame masking something yeah. out. And it was like, it was, it was like. That's why I don't, that's why I want to hire a video editor because yeah. I'm sick of doing this. So yeah. obviously it doesn't take 10 hours, but some projects do. And it's just, gets to be a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I think just getting that consistency. And then when you're in that mind mindset of consistently posting and coming up with ideas, ideas just start flowing because you're looking for new ideas. And it's like one thing when we started with are coming up with business ideas. You always said, I don't have business ideas. I don't know. I'm not good at that. But once you start looking for it, yeah. you're going to start finding it. I think it. you got six in one day. I've been freaking milking that cow. Exactly. Milking that one road trip from Grand Forks to Minot. <laughs> and I was like, I just need six of them. I'll be good for 12 weeks. Exactly. Once you start looking for, for stuff, you're going to start finding it. I totally agree that once you start looking for them, that's when the door starts to open for those ideas to start flowing. Tyler, there's many different platforms that you can grow your personal brand on. I've been an advocate that you can grow on all the platforms at the same time, but I know there are a lot of gurus out there that say pick one platform and really hone in on that. What are your thoughts on the whole platforms? You know, should you be on all of them? Should you be on one of them, a couple? I think it helps to still be on all of them just because it depends if you have the time or not. And a lot of the content can be repurposed. Like what you post on TikTok can be posted for reels and what you can post for reels can be posted to shorts. But at the same time, there's different audiences and you connect with them differently on each platform. Like for TikTok, it's really community-based. Like it's really personal. It's really intimate. It's really connecting with the viewer. Whereas Reels, I wouldn't say as much like that. Reels, it's more of the creative. Yeah, Reels yeah. is a little bit different. And then Shorts, I don't really know that target market yet. I'm still fairly new with it, but it seems like the people on YouTube and YouTube Shorts is a lot, I'd say smarter and like to voice their opinion a little bit more i'd agree because we posted some tiktok clips and they'll go at you or just podcast clips and they'll go at you a little bit harder than they do on the other yeah. platforms like they'll call you out and i think they're they actually they're actually in the weeds a lot more and i think the people that use youtube they're using it a lot for educational type of content so these people are trying to go out there and learn so it's a it's completely different audiences on every single platform so I think you can post on different platforms the same content, but personalizing all of them is when it starts to get a little bit tough. Yeah, it's hard to personalize. In an ideal world, you would create the same piece of content, the same topic for each different platform and then spin it a little bit. But unless you have some big media team and a bunch of time on your hands, it's hard to do that. Whereas I think if you're if you have this piece of content, at least repurpose it for all of the platforms it might perform better on others, but it's better to be there a little bit than to not be there at all. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of. I thought you were. Excuse me. Sorry. I was trying to think of the target audience on YouTube, and recently I've been thinking more about it. When you're creating videos, creating videos with the user in mind, because a lot of the times you're posting content and you're answering someone's questions. So for you specifically, building a camera rig, like what's a good camera rig? Someone's coming to learn about that. Whereas like you go on TikTok or Reels, you're not really going to find that as much where like people aren't really going to be going there searching what's a good camera rig to buy. What's a good tick or on Instagram or TikTok. So I'm trying to think of like what that audience on YouTube would be. And I think they're more so going there to be educated. So I think it's a different, completely different audience on all of them. Yeah, I agree that YouTube is very educational, but I also think there's a side of YouTube where there is I'd say, yeah, I'd say, you know, it's higher percentages of education, but that doesn't mean you can't succeed with the entertainment side on YouTube yeah. as well. You know, how many stupid videos do you watch on YouTube or have you watched on YouTube or those guys making the mud huts over <sighs> in wherever overseas got to get a boat to get over there. Um, but yeah, education based. I've seen that a lot for YouTube. And I think you should have when you are creating a personal brand, you're creating your content. You should always have the end user in mind and the value that you're providing them. So one thing I like to tell myself when I'm creating a piece of content is if I was scrolling, what would make me stop? What what should the hook be? What kind of value would I actually want to learn? Because if you are just creating videos for yourself and, oh, I think this is cool, it's hard to tell if it's going to perform or at least you have a little bit better of an idea if you know the value that you're providing to that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's been your favorite platform that you've posted on or that you've endeavored with? I personally like YouTube, even the long form content. I haven't done a ton of short form content on my personal YouTube page, but I feel like it's easier to provide value on YouTube. Mainly, I don't know if it's biased because one, I'm in the video world. So creating those videos is easy for me. And you can share so much more information with these long form videos. And it's people that are expecting long form videos. Mm -hmm. Whereas you go to Instagram, they might be expecting a reel or a photo. If you go to TikTok, they're expecting a short video. Facebook, it could be an article, a photo, a video, a long video, short video. Whereas YouTube, you kind of know what you're getting into. You're getting into longer videos, five plus minutes. So it's a little bit easier to create content that's value driven on that platform. What yeah. about you? What would you say? Um, I don't know. I like I kind of like the community that you can make and build around on TikTok. It's just I'm I don't I'm not at that point where you have that, but it's funny whenever you see videos and then you go straight to the comments and you know exactly what's gonna be in the oh, comments. Yeah. So the comments are the best part of TikTok. Right. So I don't know. I like I like the creative aspect with Instagram though, because I do enjoy because I like photography, I like videography, and I think that's more of the platform to be on if you are a photographer slash videographer to show off your work. And I do like that a little bit more where it's a little bit more storytelling and so I do like that aspect, but at the same time, I'm trying to think of what I'm going to be posting and creating in the future for the business that I'm currently working on. And I think it, a lot of it is going to be with YouTube, but at the same time, I'm also going to create Instagram and TikToks, Reels. So it, I, I do like the aspect of YouTube where you're able to provide educational content. And I think that's really good to showcase your work for people because then you're able, they're able to like sample your product in a sense to be able to see what you can provide for them. Yeah. I think two platforms that are underrated personally are Twitter and LinkedIn. 
Uh, One, LinkedIn, great for business to business, but it's a mess. The user interface is just horrendous. Um, but it's really fantastic. And those are two platforms that I think are so niche compared to YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, whereas Twitter is almost like a big group chat. If you really want to get into an industry and meet people in that industry, Twitter is the, by far the easiest way to do it because you go in, you can hop in any conversation you want. And generally people are going to reply depending on how big they are. Drake might not reply to you. <laughs> LinkedIn, great for business, for engaging other people's business activities, posting your own business activities showing what's out there, seeing what other people are doing. I love that. So those are very two underrated platforms for building a personal brand. But then again, I really think it circles back to what sort of brand are you trying to create? Are you going to be a dancer shaking your ass? Yeah. Well, there's one place to go for that. It's TikTok. <laughs> but if you're going to be giving business advice, you know, YouTube and LinkedIn might be better for you. So I really think it boils down to what is that brand? Yeah, Twitter's an interesting platform to be on. I'm, <laughs> I've tried it. I've posted. I, I don't engage much. It's just, it's, I think it's the last platform that I actually created an account on. So it's like not one that I'm like, I'm familiar with it. I know how to po tweet. Yeah. I know how to interact. I know how to retweet. I know how to do all the basic stuff. Just growing the platform, growing your brand on it is just a little bit more tough. And I, I don't even know if like I'm in the right niche to be on there, if my niche would be on there. So yeah, Twitter, Twitter, you definitely got to have that specific niche and industry to be to be a successful there. Yeah, and you have to put work in for Twitter because I personally like to scroll through and see what people are talking about, but I don't, I used to engage a lot more. I used to post a lot more, but really I don't use it a ton for that, which maybe down the road I'll start using more for personal brand stuff. But I see a lot of people sharing case studies and results and tips and tricks and ideas yeah. and threads, whereas it seems like a lot of work where I do <laughs> It's just hey, on man. the it's on the back burner, but Ask hopefully GPT and then post it. Yeah, but I know that, you did that. I know, but that only gets you so far. Just having the tweet only gets you so far. You still yeah. have to go and engage with people, reply to people, create pieces of content specifically for Twitter instead of just oh, here's a one paragraph tweet. That's not going to get you much. I think this comes back to the question that you posed earlier: Should you be on all the platforms? I think it's good to be on them, but you can weigh not weigh more heavily, but put more energy into certain ones. Whereas like for when I'm posting content, I'll still post that piece of content on Twitter, but I might just not engage around the time I post it. I might not be utilizing it to the full capability, but it's at least good to have there. So when people, if they end up running into my personal brand or my business page, stuff is still on there. So it looks like the brand and business is still alive. Makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It, I, it makes me think of, starting out on all of them and seeing which one takes off first. And if none take off, eliminate the ones that you don't want to pursue. Ones you don't like, yeah. And then continue with that, see if one takes off. And, and if that doesn't happen again, try eliminating it again. And I want to say a lot of people in the beginning when they're struggling to start, like you said earlier, starting was the hardest part. They think there's the answer like, well, what's the answer? Should I be on Instagram? Should I be on? And it's like, you have to start. You have to test all of them because no one really has the answer for you. You have to test those platforms before you can even tell what's going to be best for you. Yeah. And I think at the same time, it goes back to your target audience and what platform they're on. And I think your target audience is going to be on every single platform. It's just going to vary on the amount of people yeah. in that specific platform. So it's picking which one that you want to pursue and then maybe say Twitter has maybe like 3% of your target audience compared to 
TikTok that has like 50%. Yeah. But the 3% has maybe is maybe easily more easily accessible and then you're able to target it. So I think it just depends on where your target audience is and where you want to put most effort in. And the types of content you want to be creating. Yeah. It's a lot easier to make a bunch of dancing videos on TikTok where you can scroll in the vertical videos compared to Twitter, where to if I want to watch that video, I have to click on it and then it opens up full screen. It's more user-friendly depending on what content you're using. So, you know, if you're more of a photography person, Twitter might be better or Instagram might be better because it's set up that way. Whereas if you want long form video, it's gonna hard it's gonna be really hard to do long form video on Twitter with a two minute and twenty second time limit. So those are some other things that you can keep in mind is what type of content are you creating and where, how much of your demo actually lives uh, on that platform. I think another aspect of it, shoot, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> it's just poof gone. Um, well, maybe hopefully it'll come back to you. Yeah. You can talk. Right. Filibuster. Uh, filibuster. <laughs> I've always liked that word, filibuster. Um, so as far as how to build a personal brand, we've talked about a little bit, a couple of tips and tricks. Tyler, is there anything tip-wise that you want to throw oh, in there? Yeah, exactly. There so it popped back in my head. So I think what you want to do is make sure that you are consistently posting and not just consistently posting, consistently posting quality content. And that's one thing that Mr. Beast always says, or maybe... So well, not always, but maybe one time, maybe sometimes. <laughs> he says it every day. Yeah. Every, every, Tyler, guess what? Every morning he tells me. But it's it's a lot easier to make one video that gets 1 million views than 100 vi videos that get 10,000 views. So I think it's put as much effort into making one exceptionally great video, post, tweet, whatever it might be, compared to as many as possible. Because yeah. I know in the past, a lot of people would say, you want to be posting 13 times per day and then it kind of ruined everything and saturated everything because everyone started posting fucking 35 <laughs> times a day. And it's like, no, that's way too much. Yeah. No, and that's I, one thing. Actually, that's one thing that I actually noticed with, with stories. And that's kind of why I stopped posting stories is the less often I post stories, the more views I'll actually get on them. So I'm not going to be posting as many stories because what I noticed when I was posting stories every single day, my views slowly started to go down. And I think stories is a really good place to engage with your audience personally. So I think yeah, stories is a great place to post. But I don't, even though I've heard that you want to be posting, I heard eight times per six. Was it six? It was like two in the morning, it's two in podcast, the lunch. We can lie. <laughs> well, I sent it to you. So yeah. it was like, I think it was like two in the morning, two, two at lunch, two at night. And six times per day. And what I see from my personal experience is the more I post, the less views I get. So in that regards, I'm posting less. Yeah. And it goes back to whether the platform is going to push it or not. But I find myself when I look at stories, I only click on the people that I actually want to see stories from. Yeah. Like if you post a story, I'll click on it and I'll watch through those. Yep. Someone that I don't know that well on a personal level, that I don't really care what they're doing. They might have a story and I'm just going to click through it. So a lot of it depends on if you want to see that person's stuff uh, and that goes back to, you know, can you hook them the first time you meet them or the first time you see their content, but bouncing back on what you said about posting quality content consistently, like we said, you don't want to be posting 30 times a day. It's just overkill. But one rule I like to live by and something I haven't been great with myself is post as much as you can. So consistently, whatever is sustainable. So if you mm -hmm. can only post, consistently three times a week, then do that. Mm -hmm. 
someone might tell you you need to be posting every single day, but if you can't keep that up, it's better to be consistent at three times a week mm-hmm. for a year than it is to post every single day for two months and then fall off the face of the map for two months. Yep. That's what I was thinking the other day too, because if someone says you got to be posting every single day and then you're able to sustain that for a week, maybe two weeks, and then all of a sudden you start running out of ideas or your time starts to get catch up to you and you're not able to keep up with that every single day, you end up missing a day. Yeah. And then you end up missing another day yeah. and you end up missing another day and then it just keeps snowballing. And then, whereas if you do it, say you start out with what you're able to actually do say once per week and then you do that. And then maybe over a month or two months and you're like, okay, I can add another day. It's pretty easy. Yeah. And then you're able to slowly build up and you want to make sure that you're doing something that you're going to be able to consistently do every single day. Yeah. Rather than going hot out the gates and then skidding and falling and crash and burn. And you got no content for a couple of weeks, which I've fell victim to multiple times in my uh, business journey. The other thing that I wish, one, there's going to be a piece of advice, and then there's one thing I'm going to bitch about here. (laughs) Instagram should stop thinking I'm a bot when I'm scheduling these posts because I had all these posts scheduled, and I set time aside, yeah, to do it, and I had like 15 of them. Boom, that's three weeks, right? But when they only let me do five, then I have to set more time aside to schedule the contents for the week after and more time aside. Just let me batch do it. Let me schedule 60 if I want. I think you can wait one day. I I, don't, I forget what I've I've been waiting with with this podcast, but I I, I know now. Yeah. So it's like what I'll end up doing is all because I'll batch schedule them, not all of them, but yeah. I would batch schedule five of them, and then the other ones because I usually post once per day. So the other two, I'll save, I'll create them, and then I'll save them as a draft, and then I'll come back the next day and schedule. Yeah, but even coming back the next day, you know, seconds. that takes that takes time, though. Two seconds. I get that, but still something you have to remember, something you have to go out of your way, get you out of your flow state to do. Whereas if I could sit down for four hours, forget about it until I can do it again in three weeks, schedule it. But now the piece of advice I'll give, if you guys are creating personal content, use the scheduling tools on these different platforms. For Instagram, Facebook has Meta Business Suite. Use that. LinkedIn, there's a scheduling um feature now i guess you could say and then twitter also has a scheduling one the only one that doesn't is tiktok yeah youtube of course um so use those to your advantage like those are huge in not having to remember to do things every single day so and going off of scheduling it's one part of building your personal brand is connecting with your audience and you want to be able to engage with them and when you're scheduling content it makes it a little bit more hard because you might schedule a YouTube video that comes out at 10 a.m., but you're busy at 10 a.m. You got a lot of subscribers that are following you and they end up watching your video. They end up commenting on it and and they want you to be there to engage with them. And then maybe coming back, YouTube's a little bit different. You can come back maybe a day later and just reply. People don't expect it to be instantaneous, but platforms like TikTok and Instagram those kind of platforms, people expect you to usually reply fairly quickly. So I would say if you are in that in that industry or on those platforms, I would try and if you are scheduling, try and make sure that you engage with like the first few people. I remember you you know Bella Port, right? Yep. So one thing that she said that she did is she'll look at the comments for like the first five or ten minutes because that's actually her followers. Those yep. are the people that actually care about her, and then after like a day is when all the trolls and all the people that start to say hateful comments to her, she won't look at that stuff. So it's just like the five minute, five, 10 minutes after she posts, she'll look at the comments. And don't be discouraged by all those troll comments. It's 
Just it's like we said business. at the beginning, you need haters and you need lovers. Exactly. Uh, Tyler, what are your thoughts on separating your personal content from your business content? Because obviously we're both running businesses and we got multiple different pages for those. What are your thoughts on that? I think you definitely have to do it. I've, I've seen it personally with people that have businesses and they'll just post all their content to their personal page. And it's like, sure, that's great. You're trying to work on your personal brand, but at the same time, your business is taking a back seat or whether it's the other way, vice versa, vice versa with your business, you want to make sure that you're still posting content for your business and at the personal, personal brand, which can get tough, but you do want to make sure that you're keeping up with both of them. Yeah. And I'll contradict you a little bit. I agree that you should be posting on both of them. Neither of them should go to the back burner, but people buy from people and and less from companies. And we have that at the top of our notes, but we didn't talk about it. But yeah, people buy from people, whereas your business should still be running and operating and look like we said earlier, like it's alive and that you guys have done work recently. But at the end of the day, it's easier if I'm posting every single day as Easton Bennett and people know me as the video guy and then they see Bennett Creative Media. Maybe it's a couple times a week. It's easier to reach out and be like, oh, Easton's the video guy and he's going to be, you know, obviously he owns Bennett Creative Media. So they they picture those together. Are you distracted? No, I'm just waiting for you to finish. <laughs> um, am Are I you distracted? Well, you're am I distracting you? And you're looking over am I here, distracting you? Pencil? A little bit. Um <laughs> So having both of those different platforms and then posting on <laughs> and then posting on uh, both of them, uh, I think is beneficial. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. No, I, I forget what I was going to say now because I distracted myself. Let me see if I can You come can up find with it. it. You yeah. Got it. It's somewhere in there. So when you talk about people buy from people and not from companies, you can still post yourself on your personal business or your business page. Like for you, you can maybe uh, BTS, you can just do a quick selfie video and be like, here we're on set with this and maybe you can go over a little bit of your product, show your face and be in front of the camera. Or you could even do different projects. Maybe you're like a landscaper. You can just show different product projects and then you can just do like quick selfie videos or even... You know, it's just, there's different ways that you can do it where with the personal, you want, I think you want to keep it a little bit more personal at the same time. So, so do you think your personal page should be not only talking about your personal life? So I think you can have a different niche. So for you, I feel like your personal brand is the same thing as your business. And Maybe if you're like a landscaper, your personal brand probably isn't going to be like landscaping. Like, you're but I feel gonna, like if you double down, it's easier to... Maybe, grow. maybe, but it, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Do you have any data that backs that up? No, but. So I think at the same time, say you're a landscaper, you come home, you might have a different personal brand. Maybe your, maybe your niche per, for personal brand is working out or maybe it's running or maybe it's cycling. You can have different personal brands. Like maybe, maybe for you, a good one is actually gambling craps yeah blackjack but, something like that i think you could i could you not create a personal brand around that maybe oh, it could 100%, be sports 100 percent could you have but different I, niches i don't know if it's if you should though why not i mean you can if you want to build two different things but if you're really you want to niche down and build this one thing to be the biggest thing it can be i think that stays with your business then yeah but i think it's it, you get spread too thin you know if ryan serhant well then just the owner stick of, with your business then no i agree but i'm just saying Serhant, so Ryan Serhant owns Serhant Real Estate in New York. Well, his personal brand is his business, though. 
No, his business is Serhant. Real, he has a bunch of realtors under it. What's his What's his business name? Serhant. I get that, but I if think he you, also you're, had you're Ryan Serhan his personal brand, he was doing cooking stuff. It's a little bit different. I think for you, you're in the same area where yours is. For me, mine's gonna. So I'm gonna have a marketing company. My personal brand is not gonna be marketing. So what is? Yeah, but what is it? So then you're growing two things. Where I think yeah. that's what I'm saying. You might get spread thin. No. How am I gonna get spread thin? Because you can't. I think I'm gonna generate two different audiences. I get that, but then you're going to get 50%, 50% instead of 100%. No, I'm getting 100% and 100%. But you can't. Why not? Because there's only 100%. Well, I got 100% over here and 100% over here. Yeah, but have you seen, like, I don't have data or facts to back this up right now, but all of these <laughs> entrepreneurs, because I know that's what you're going to ask me, but these entrepreneurs, they're not doing 15 different things. They're picking one thing. I and would like to bring up to the stand Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, but he started with one thing. Uh, he has like 17. <laughs> yeah, but that's because he built the first thing as big as it could be. He didn't start with SpaceX and the Boring Company and he also Tesla didn't start and with a personal brand and PayPal. Yeah, I know, but he started with one thing and put all of his effort into that. Would you agree? Well, if in if going off your logic here is you're saying you shouldn't even have a personal brand then because you're saying you should only have one thing. So you're saying either personal brand or business. That's what no, you're saying. No, because they're no, they're the no, same thing. No, 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 no. You're saying <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, then what? What would you post to your personal as opposed to your business if you're doing the same thing? Okay, what but goes on Steph your personal? Curry, what, what goes on your personal? The same sort of stuff as whatever your business is doing. It doesn't have to be the same type of content. But if I'm creating videos for clients, okay, now on the personal side, maybe I'm creating videos for videographers it's in the same way or teaching videographers how to grow their business whatever it might be i'm not starting a cooking channel over here okay do you kind of understand where i'm coming from i do but i don't agree okay well i think you can have two two different niches well yeah you can but it's going to be harder to grow is it though? either of them is it though yeah humans are known not to be good at multitasking yeah, you're not multitasking. You're you're dedicating 100% of your time to the business whenever you're working on it. And then whenever you're not working on it, you're working 100% on your personal business. Okay, right. so let's say you have 100% total, right? Mm -hmm. That's your time you can give to anything. Mm -hmm. That means you're giving 50 to one and 50 to the other. I, I say you just got to be better with your time. I get that. But imagine the so 50 you you're giving over here, you were also giving that to the other one thing. Does that not grow that faster? It might, but I, but at the same time, I think you can still have different different niches and different. No, I know that you think that, but I'm just that's the point I'm trying to get <laughs> Wait, across. Wrong. Well, that's it's, how is that? If you have a hundred percent of everything you can give, and you give a hundred percent here, then that's what's going to grow. But if you give fifty percent here and fifty percent over here, this thing you're giving fifty percent to over here is not going to grow. Like if you're giving all a hundred to it, why can't I do both? You can, but I'm just saying it's if you focus on one thing, that thing's going to grow faster than if you're focusing on two things. Okay. I think you can. I think I can do both. Yeah, I think you can do both too. Exceptionally I, well too. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be if you focus on one thing, that's going to grow faster than if you focus on two things slowly growing, which I, you might be okay with two things slowly growing. That's fine, but that's just, I think that's just how it is. And we can agree to disagree, but <laughs> I like this. I think you're wrong, but <laughs> okay. Um, Tyler, anything else personal brand wise? Don't listen to East. <laughs>
If you guys want to do 50 different things. I'm not saying 50. I'm saying two. Yeah, well, <laughs> you guys be the be the judge of it yourself. Tyler, uh, business idea of the week. Your turn. Yeah. So this is kind of contradictory to what we talked about today. Because you want to have a viewpoint and that something that you actually believe in. And what I have come up with the idea of is a non-biased news story or station that looks at both sides. They give you straight facts. They aren't manipulating. And that's basically what all the news stations are doing. Like it's, you got to grab people's attention. You got to say out these outrageous headlines to get people to click through. So I think it's just having a non-biased news place and that fact checks both sides of the story and they give you straight, straight facts, straight data that is not biased. How do you feel about when the money comes into play, when people try to pay you off? <laughs> you have to say no. You have to stay true to your values. Yeah. Because that's, like that's when you look at, say, the two, two opposing sides right now, they're both being paid, maybe even by the same person. They are creating the oppositions and then they tell each side what to say. So how's this not been created yet, though, is my question. Yeah, kind of. But at the same time, I feel like <laughs> this might be the point of you don't have that viewpoint and it's not able to grow as much as possible. So there might already be this out there. It's just not that big as an opposing side because you don't have those people that love you yeah. and the, that hate you. So it's, you just have a bunch of people that are just like, eh. I think people like to go into things with not an enemy, but a, a side they can root against. Though. Exactly. There's a common enemy. So they, they often say that America was most connected. Founded on Duncan. <laughs> yeah. Most connected and had a common enemy. And they all came together when 9-11 happened because they had a face to an enemy. So everyone came together because they all had a common interest in an enemy. So when you do have those two opposing sides, you do have an enemy and you do have a side that you want to stand for. So, so Tyler it's wants a little another 9-11 to happen. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> a political 9-11, you could say. No, I'm saying there's got to <laughs> be someone said in sure. <laughs> You're like, eh, oh, I better not back <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of like it. I mean, I would go to that news station just because I'm sick of the whole left-right thing and try to stay out I of politics. I think now is a perfect time because it's so divided right now. Yeah. Tucker Carlson just got fired from Fox. And some other guy from CNN got fired too. They should, start, they should start their own thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Tyler, that is episode 36. Anything else you want to touch on? You're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we we we'll all have our own viewpoints. We all have our own viewpoints. You can take each one from each, each viewpoint and you can implement it as you wish and see what works, what doesn't work, and just go from there. And start building your personal brand. Mm -hmm. It's very important. That's the episode 36 of The Midnight Entrepreneur. If you have any questions you'd like us to cover or answer, you can email us at themidnightentrepreneur at gmail.com. If you found value in this content or found this entertaining, share this with a friend or post it on your story. If you really enjoyed the show, we'd love a rating and a review on wherever you're listening. Talk to you guys next week for another episode of The Midnight Entrepreneur. Your brand is the single most important investment you can make in your business. Steve, Steve Forbes. Steve Forbes.